Chris, it's me and you, man. What's going on? How's it going, man? You know, I'm good. It's uh, early over here. So just like last episode, my voice will progressively get better as the show goes on. That's a that's a that's a big promise to make. I mean, you can't necessarily guarantee that. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, here's a question I have for you, Chris. (laughs) What uh, like mundane everyday thing that it seems that everyone can do, but you can't? mundane everyday thing that other people can do that i can't yeah like you struggle with because here's the thing for me it is putting in contacts (laughs) i for the life of me cannot do it without like cursing myself out in the mirror without dropping them constantly without just failing all the time it takes me like 20 minutes to put contacts in granted i will tell you i don't put contacts in every day but i do like at least like three days a week or four days a week and i just can't do it and it's the most frustrating thing watching my wife just go in and go all right see you tomorrow and then i'm like I, and i struggle so hard and I feel like that is something everyone does that wears contacts or glasses or whatever, does it so easy. I can't. That's a good one. I I can do contacts like pretty seamlessly now, but I do remember when I first got contacts, like, you know how when you go to the eye doctor, um, they'll examine you and then give you a pair to try on to see if they fit like what they think you need. Yeah. Um, I remember like the first couple of times I did that feeling so stressed out because I knew it was going to take me like 10 minutes to do it. And I'm like, shit, they have other patients. Everybody's going to get held up because I just don't know how to put these in my eyes. And I would be in front of that like little mirror on the table and just like (laughs) poking myself in the eye constantly. And I actually have a vivid memory of um, going to a penguin game with my dad and it was early on when I had contacts for the first time and I wore glasses in the car. And then before we got out of the car, we parked. And before we got out of the car, I went to put my contacts in using the mirror, you know, the flip down mirror on the visor in the car. And we sat there forever. My dad was getting so pissed because he just wanted to go into the hockey game. And we're sitting there on the side of a street me trying to get my contacts in it takes a while it takes a while don't worry Didi. i mean maybe by the time you're 40 you'll figure this out maybe maybe probably not i don't have that much faith in myself <laughs> um i don't know man I, nothing no, nothing like in particular comes to mind uh other than i think i've just like i feel like i'm clumsier than the usual average person Like, I feel like the amount of times a day that I trip over my own feet, just like in my house, seems ridiculous. Like, I I don't go outside to work anymore. I work at home. So there's not a lot lot of obstacles that your boy, like, encounters on a daily basis. But, like, tripping up the stairs, uh, like, go walking to the kitchen and, like, not full-on falling, but, like, you know how, like, you catch your foot and then you're like, Come on, dude. Like, come on. You've been walking for 36 years. Figure it out. I feel like 
I, I trip over my own feet a lot and I drop stuff a lot. And I think that's probably because I'm just like thinking of too many things at one time, but I drop shit everywhere. Like I spill more than the kids spill at home. You have stairs. Like you have three floors. Yeah. Are you worried about me? <laughs> I'm very worried about you. I'm very worried about you to see you in the morning. It's like I find out what happens with you in the morning on Instagram. And I don't want you to be like, guys, uh, this is the day I'm taking off because I, I tripped down the stairs. <laughs> and not like your normal trip down the stairs. This one, I just lost it. Yeah, the chiropractor can't fix this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. Didi out here in Los Angeles, and Chris is in Pittsburgh. Dan is on a road trip. Yeah, I forget where he's going. Somewhere, like, north. I like, feel like it's, is it New York somewhere? I think so. He's probably yeah, in, like, know. South Carolina. What, what, what do, what yeah, do what, we know? What do we know? And geography, not my not my strong suit, especially yeah, definitely not my strong suit. All right. Well, uh, today we're going to be talking a lot of football things. We're going to tell you how to watch football when you have multiple kids. We're going to talk about uh, these football documentaries. There's even more that are coming out. We're going to talk about a couple of them. Johnny Football and the quarterback series on Netflix. Chiropractor. Can't wait to talk about that. And, uh, you know, music, beer, whatever else we all talk about on the Brunch Breakdown. And uh, Chris, giving it to you, where can you find the Brunch Breakdown? If you that this is how I do it, go on Google, type in brunch breakdown podcast. Boom. And that's it. That's how we do it. Everything is right there. It's an amazing website. Yes, it really is. Google.com. Um, yeah, this is not sponsored. Google.com. If you don't but know hey, about Google. Google, <laughs> if you're looking for some exposure, uh we'll we'll take you up on it. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Google just started doing like podcast this, ads. This, like Google.com. <laughs> find what you need. <laughs> this episode of the Brunch Breakdown is brought to you by Google.com. Have you heard of it? Still the same. Type in a word, figure it out. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right. Well, let's get into uh what we always talk about first. It's uh get it off our chest. Get random topics off our chest. Chris, what you got, man? What's going on? Y- yeah, I have a football related one and I actually have a visual. I have a visual aid here, DD. Um, so for the last like four or five years, um, what I have liked to do is, and I'm a big pit football fan. I think pretty much everybody knows that. I like to, whoever the star or star players were from the previous season, once they go off to the NFL, I like to buy their pit jersey. Okay. Okay. I, I don't like to, I don't know why. I don't like to wear the jerseys of the kids while they're on the team. It just feels weird to me. But then once they go to the NFL and they like start getting paid, then I, for whatever reason, I feel like it's okay. So I did that again this year. Uh, I bought two jerseys. And and the key piece of information to this story, Didi, is that I buy these jerseys from China. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's an, an inherent risk that you take when you buy them from China. Okay. Fair. Uh, the biggest is it just never shows up to your house. I've never had that happen, but that okay. has, I've heard that happens. Um, the thing about buying them from China is you get them for considerably less money, right? So I saved like at least $50 a Jersey by doing this. And these are jerseys where it's all stitched on, like it's authentic. Um, so both of my jerseys arrived. One was Kalaja Kansi, first round draft pick. Perfect condition. Uh, the other one that I got 
I should have seen this coming. Uh, I got Israel Abanacanda. Okay. That's okay. a, it's a lot of syllables. It's a lot. And I should have, I should have an inherent risk. In addition to not having the Jersey show up is that you order a really complicated name and it's not spelled correctly. That says okay. a Danacanda, <laughs> not, not a Banacanda. If you're not watching, uh, you can go and look. That A-D is supposed to be A-B, as in boy, as in boy, did they screw up this jersey. Uh, so piece of information. <laughs> I do recommend this is the first time I've had a problem ordering them from China. Okay. Uh, this is probably like the 10th Jersey I've done that. And what I would recommend if you're trying to go this route, just like have an idea of a, a shop or a friend or a family member who has a sewing machine. Okay. Luckily I know a gal pretty close to my heart that knows her way around a sewing machine. Hi mom. Uh, I have a new project for you because if this happens, you can't send it back. <laughs> you can't return it. You can't ask for like, Hey, can you uh, fix this? You're <laughs> the return address that comes on these packages. It does. It's not a thing. You can't send this back. Uh, so yeah, I do recommend going this route, but this is something that could happen. And uh, if you go this route to buy a jersey, just make sure you know a seamstress uh, or a tailoring shop of some sort, um, because I'm not going to be able to I'm not going to be able to wear that week one, Didi. We're going to we're going to need a little bit of an adjustment here. Oh, boy. Yeah. The uh, China jersey game. It's always interesting. Mm. It just is um, made very famous in the mid 2000s on eBay because there are a lot of there are a lot of Roethlisberger jerseys that just were spelled wrong in morgantown at that time <laughs> and like also the lettering just like kind of going up and down it was kind of <laughs> taking you on a journey and like because the because that's i think that might be the biggest problem with the jerseys from from china is that like the longer the name the more interesting the ride gets on the back <laughs> like Cause it just feels like the like the letters just start going different ways, uh -huh. or they're spelled wrong. Yeah, like just some missing things going on there. One other problem I've run into is the color of the jersey can be slightly off. Yeah. So this year I said like make sure it is true royal blue. I put that in the comments. I ordered a Kenny Pickett jersey a couple years ago that's like just slightly light. You know what I mean? Like it's more towards baby blue than it is royal blue. So listen, you're saving a lot of money, but you're kind of you're kind of like playing roulette at the same time. But listen, you're you're getting a bootleg jersey, so you can't expect it to be perfect. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but I think you should still wear the uh, the jersey that you have. I don't think you should get it changed. I really think you should wear it. I like it. I think you should wear it. Or I could just go the the real Yinzer route and just put duct tape over it and write it out correctly. I I I see no problem. Yeah, I I see no problem. And also, it gives you, you know, here's another problem with here's another thing. It gives you a chance to like, you know, if you're get really frustrated with Pitt over the next like year or so, it gives you a chance to do the true sports fan thing where you duct tape the whole name and then write fire Narduzzi. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, you all, there's always that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So like you have that with this Jersey that is now, you know, you don't know what to do with it. I suppose it's one of a kind. So it is. Nobody nope. else has this Jersey. <laughs> Something to be Did said. you tweet at him? Did you send it and tweet at him? Oh, I hey. tweeted it. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting a lot of, Oh my God, that sucks. I, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. It's not that big of a deal. I only paid 30 bucks, you know? Oh, that's not bad. But if you only pay 30 bucks and it comes over screwed up, it's yeah. okay. That's not bad. What's going on in your, in your life, Didi? All right. Well, uh, in my life right now, I just want to say um, this could come back and haunt me. So I hope it doesn't. But <laughs> tropical storms uh, are something, getting remnants of tropical storms is something that happens uh, on the East Coast all the time, right? Always do. This happens a lot, right? Here, first one, 80 years is happening actually right now. <laughs> so uh, if my connection is a little sloppy, letting you know there's some wind going on. But uh, everyone in L.A. is so worried because they heard hurricane because hurricanes involve tropical storms. Right. And I, I just want to say to people, like. It, it's not the same. It just means we're going to get a lot of rain. <laughs> and I understand why that's tricky in Los Angeles because the roads aren't meant to drain. Mm. And for people who don't know that, like, yeah, it's weird. On the like here in Southern California where it doesn't rain, the roads are not meant to drain. So the water just piles up. Even if you get like, oh, just a hard rain one night, it's like you're feels like you're driving through a flood. It's friggin' it's it's weird. So I get why people are worried about it, but also Los Angeles isn't gonna get blown away. And that's how people are acting. And I just want people to know that, like, it's going to be fine. Like, it's going to be fine. Just, it's just, we're getting remnants of a tropical storm for the first time in 80 years. We're supposed to get like three inches of rain in like one day. That's a lot of rain. That's a lot of rain for anywhere. It is. No, it's a lot of rain. It's a lot of rain. But I'm like, we'll get through it, guys. It's going to be fine. I think what they should be required to say on the news in Southern California is like, just so you know, on the East Coast, when they say the storm has been downgraded to a tropical whatever, people breathe a sigh of relief. Like that's yes. normally a really good thing when it goes down to tropical storm. Yes. And that's what I've been trying to say to people, but no one, no one listens. No one cares. You need a larger There's... platform out there, Didi. Dude, okay. you should be, you should be the weatherman. <laughs> Because you Dude. have like that, you have that real East Coast experience. You know what I mean? You know, that's another thing, too, is the weather people, because like precipitation doesn't happen. So this is their chance. This is their <laughs> moment. That's true. It's probably so boring for them. They're like, yeah, yeah. it's going to be beautiful again today. Yeah. Like this is their moment to talk about all the things that they never get to talk about. Yeah. This is it right here. Wow. And it's been a lot this week. I'm just like, guys, it's just it's going to be inconvenience for a little bit. But like no one's going to be making movies about the tropical <laughs> storm that touched L.A. for the first time in 80 years. Starring yeah. The Rock. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like, Buildings falling over. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, you know, that's why I had to get off my chest. And uh, now let's get into Bruise Day. What are you sipping on, Chris? What you got? Yeah, so I'm not sipping on beer right now because it's 
927 local time here in uh, Pittsburgh. But I did have one yesterday while I was watching the Steeler game. This one is called Splash Pad with some cool can art. As you can see here, it's from the Brewing Project, uh, which wait, let me look. I looked up because I can't rem- couldn't remember where it's from. Eau Claire, Wisconsin. So clearly I picked this up when I was in Wisconsin last. Um, it's a triple IPA. Didi, the most interesting thing about this beer is this is the first triple IPA I've had in at least a year. Okay. Yeah, boy. Shouldn't be drinking triple IPAs anymore. That's all I got to say. Uh, I was feeling a little bit loopy yesterday when I was drinking this beer. And I was like, it was, a, it was a, it was a painful realization uh, to, to where, where I've fallen in terms of my alcohol tolerance. Okay. It's not, uh, it's not like the days of going to Mardi Gras, my friend, we have, we have, we have fallen off a cliff here. This is 9.8% ABV. Uh, I had, I really enjoyed it, but I shouldn't, shouldn't be drinking triple IPAs anymore. Triple IPA. Yeah. Not double. My friend. Not, not single, not double. We're talking triple. My friend, like that's see. Chris Gates fitness. You should know better. Why do you bring, bring my career up every time I make an unhealthy choice? DD? It's, it's not even about you making unhealthy. Cho- <laughs> this is actually not about you making unhealthy choice. This is about you not preparing. So would you tell people <laughs> who don't lift weights to just go out there and like, all right, don't stretch. Like, don't, don't warm up. Don't get your body ready. You know what I mean? This was, this is something you tell your clients probably weekly, like probably like every day you're saying this, like, Hey, I know you got a little pain. So you got to do stretch. You got to do whatever. Like, come on, man. You got to do the same thing with beer. You can't just jump in to a triple IPA. Like I know better when I see double or triple. I'm like, nah, can't do it. Can't do it. (laughs) Can't do it. I got, I'm not, I'm not mentally prepared for that. Like that's at the end. Like I could do that when I'm on vacation after getting my body ready, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Boy, don't I know it now? Um, everything you said is hundred percent correct. Didi. Oh gosh. Boy. Well, was it good though? Oh, it was delicious. Nice. And and the thing about a 9.8 er is that the more you drink it, the better it tastes, you know? (laughs) That's true. Uh, <laughs> splash pad. Love the name. Love the can. Shouts to Wisconsin. Amen. What about Let's you? It. All right. Uh, so there is this uh, little brewery uh, next to, not next to my house. It's probably like 10 minutes away. It's actually where I used to live. Um, it is called Lawless Brewing. And they have this really cool spot. This really cool brewery that's just like a little spot. It's cool. And they have these little festivals outside. And uh, I had the Lush crush a seltzer because every brewery makes a seltzer now and i was like let's try this and i had the lush crush seltzer it's got some pineapple in it got some other things in it and it's really good and um i gotta say a lot of brewery seltzers not all that great because i feel like it's something that they just can make uh because they make lots of things so they're like hey i mean people like seltzers gotta make them and they're not really that good this one pretty damn good so lawless brewing and i know you can probably only get it there you can buy it to go there but um i don't think it's like why you know widely distributed even in the area so anyways lawless brewing i really like the place i really you know i I root for my my little engines that can my little breweries (laughs) around because i swear to god it's like it just feels the place feels like you know 
somebody was just like, hey, let's 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 make some beer. Then it was good. They got like an investor and they opened up like this place. And that's it. And yeah, it's kind of cool. So nice. Shouts to Lala's Brewing and the Lush Crust and the Lush Crush Seltzer. So with with pineapple, the with, yeah, oh. Daniel Dudley special. Come on. Come on. I don't really drink anything without pineapple. Like, <laughs> Come on. By the way, did well, you know that pineapple yep. is like a it's like an indicator that you're a swinger? Mm. I yes. just discovered this. It's my summer of pineapple. And I even bought pineapple uh, swim trunks. And then Katie was like the other day, she's like, Do you know, that that's like a like a signal for other swinger couples. And I said, no. But now I feel kind of awkward about all the pineapple stuff I've been putting out on social media lately. Well, I only know that I want to, I want to know some of the looks you get when you're at the lake wearing them pineapple pants, man. <laughs> um, but uh, no, that's one of the jokes on uh, How I Met Your Mother. That's the reason they use the pineapple. He oh. can't find the girl, but he knows he slept with somebody. And it's like the pineapple thing. And because it ends up being um, the girl from uh, Wonder Years, I think. Mm. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's one of the jokes on How I Met Your Mother. So if you go back and watch one of the pineapple episodes, which there are several, um, you'll you'll get the joke now. I had no idea. So there you go. But yeah, look at you out here swinging, letting it out. What can I say, man? What can I I see you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) Chris, cheers. Cheers, my friend. Cheers to the beers that we've already drank. And to the yes. beers that we will drink in the future. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm oh, currently Don Francisco's uh, Hawaiian hazelnut coffee is what I'm drinking right now. Currently. There you go. So and I I have a little bit of water with some okay. electrolytes. Oh, OK. All right. I like it. Well, that's what we're drinking. And speaking of beers we'll drink in the future, let's talk about sports. Yes. We both have children. Chris, you have another one on the way. Yes, sir. Get excited. So yes, football season is going to be interesting for you because you're on baby watch right now. So, um, Chris, why did you think of this? How to watch sports with multiple children? Well, for a number of reasons. Uh, one, like you said, top of mind, we got a baby coming in a couple of weeks here. Um, and it's going to be our third, which means we're outnumbered. Okay. So previously, like, Having one kid is so easy, right? Oh, so easy. It's the best. It's honestly the best. It's... People freak out about one kid because it's your first. And then like once you have two and then three, you're like one kid was the easiest shit I've ever done. So when you have one kid, it's easy. You want to watch a game? There's there's enough bodies to watch the kid. Two kids, at least in the early going, like you got the older one who needs to be occupied, but the younger one still isn't doing all that much, right? So you can watch the game, just hold the baby, whatever. When you get to three... This is my where my worry comes in because we have two kids now that want to play all day, which is awesome. But like it's football season. Okay. So let's figure this shit out. And then we got a third coming, but like, I can't just be holding the baby. And then my wife who just gave birth is going to run around and chase the other two. No, 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 that's not going to happen. Right. So there needs to be some strategies involved. I feel like this could be helpful for me to have this conversation with you. And also for the listeners that plan on having a family someday, some strategies that we can share to help you watch the game that you want to watch and still like manage your family and not get divorced at the end of the day. 
you know, I am learning this now because you mentioned outnumbered. And here's one thing you're going to learn in the next um in the next month, right? Is that you're not really outnumbered until movement starts. Mm -hmm. okay. So like you'll be like, oh okay, I'm not well, you. You'll think you're outnumbered, but you don't know you're outnumbered until there's three people moving in your house. Yeah, that and makes sense. like because mayhem is not walking, but she she's the best crawler out of all of them. Hmm. Which makes me think she's going to be like, well, she's definitely going to be the last walker. I thought you were going to say that she's definitely going to be an Olympian. <laughs> oh, actually, I have my thoughts on that, but that's for another day. I have my thoughts. <laughs> I have my thoughts on that, but I try not to get too carried away about my about what kid's going to be an athlete. And I, I feel like she's the one, by the way. Just, <laughs> I feel like she's the one. There's just there's reasons why I feel I really feel like she's the one. Um, but anyways, um, <laughs> but yeah, and that now we feel outnumbered, but that wasn't until a couple months ago. Gotcha. So here's the first tip when it comes to watching sports with multiple children. You have to plan and have them occupied at least an hour before the game starts. Okay. So you can't just be like, Boom, we're going to do this at what I would say 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. You would say 1 o'clock because Steelers are on or whatever. Or Pitt's on at noon or however you're going to do it. you got to have them doing something before the game starts. You okay. can't just cut it cold turkey. You can't just turn off Bluey at noon and say that's what we're going to do. Because that's <laughs> how you get chaos in your house. Gotcha. That's it. Because every kid naps different, so you can't like... I, I've been lucky enough to be able to plan things around napping, but that's now changing because I have an almost five-year-old and during football season, she will be five. And like naps are kind of, eh, you never know. So you got to give them an activity before the game starts. Like gotcha. before. That makes can. sense. Cause there's so much like, even with the activity itself, like there's a lot of oftentimes like setup that mm -hmm. you have to do to like get the kid in a place where they can do the activity and then have the activity set up for them. And you don't want it to be doing that while they're kicking the ball off. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Now I've always heard um, like there's like window of opportunity, right? Okay. I listened to a college football podcast called the solid verbal and they do this segment every week where they say like, what's the window of opportunity to watch games that like you want to make sure you're in front of the TV. And then there's like, that's normally when the best games are happening. Outside of that, the, the games are kind of crappy. You're not going to be bummed if you miss them. Um, and so like, I'm, I'm trying to identify those windows of opportunity now. And like, I feel like that normally probably involves like doing some other stuff around the house or for your wife ahead of time so that you can be like essentially granted the opportunity to have the window of opportunity, right? Yeah, that's a good one. Because honestly, and you, it, a lot of planning comes to the schedule. You know what I mean? Like now I really appreciate the, uh, the, like the sports for making, even though I think it's stupid, but I really appreciate it with kids that like the NFL, the NBA already put their schedule out. So I can look at like, okay, so oh, this is going to be a time. This is a day mm -hmm. that I'm going to need, like, I'm going to need my time. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what games Pitt has on the schedule that you're not going to go to. You know, I don't know if they have a big road game or something like that. We're like, no, this is this is going to be this is my time right here. You got to it, it, I feel like all of this is a lot of planning and I'm manipulating your wife, too. 
You got to make sure you're really good that week too. Because I mean, because I watch, you know, I watch boxing a lot. Like, and it doesn't happen like every month, but like when there's a big fight, it's like, listen, I'm getting wing stop. My hands are gonna have all the sauce on them. I'm not gonna be able to touch a kid. It's just what it is. (laughs) So I got to do all the things that day leading up until eight o'clock. So then it's smooth sailing for me. No one bothers me after a certain point. So. Yeah, that's really important. Like, if you know Pitt's got a game at 4 or 5, or maybe it's the 8 o'clock game, you better be at the park with all three kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you better be doing all the things. And then, so you have your you have your moment. Yeah, that that's good. I think, like, every Saturday morning, I'm going to have to just, like, kiss the idea of watching college game day goodbye like it's just not gonna happen and like every saturday morning needs to be at like some type of pumpkin patch i mean yeah are you guys in uh have you guys started looking at like dance classes yet or any of that stuff yet uh olivia is gonna start playing soccer okay uh but that's like during the week so it's not on the weekend Mm, okay we haven't gotten into much of anything else yet okay because the weekend the weekend situation is solid because it gets the kids tired. So like, cause our kids classes are like on the weekends. We tried during the week, but then it turned kind of crazy last year. So we back to the, back to the weekend, mm. but they get tired out when we do the Saturdays and that gets me a solid time. But yeah. Um, but I was missing like the first half of like every NFL game last year because I was like at dance class, which was fine. Because most of the time, the games I wanted to watch were starting at like one o'clock. So it was all right last season. But like this season, we'll see what happens. But yeah, just knowing that you can't watch every game is a big one, too. You can no longer watch every. It's like you're not going to do that. So you just got to pick your spots. That's the toughest thing is that like. I mean, obviously used to watch every single game on Saturday, like I would just sit Mm -hmm. and watch college football all day. And I'm I'm like obviously used to not doing that now anymore. Uh, but like, it's, it's crazy how little football I watched last year. And so I want to try and watch like a little bit more, but I would watch the pit game on Saturday. And then because I watched the pit game on Saturday, I would like have all this stuff to do for my business on Sunday, plus watching the kids. And like, we'd be doing other family stuff that like, I watched almost no NFL games last year. And I couldn't watch the primetime college football games because like if I watched the whole game, I would get four hours of sleep because my kids wake up at like 530 in the morning, you know. So it's this very straight to all you future parents out there. It's this very uh, careful balance and acceptance that you're just not going to you're not there's going to be, a, I guess, a few years there where you're just not going to consume sports the same way that you used to. It's just, it's honestly, this whole thing is just planning. Yeah. It really is just planning, planning with your wife, planning with yourself, knowing Mm -hmm. that like, okay, so this, this game at four o'clock is the game that I want to watch. Like this game at this time is like, okay, this game at noon or whatever, this is the game that I want to watch. I don't know if it's, I was thinking about this because I don't know if it's easier or harder for me because of the West coast. Cause like, College football starts at nine, which is great, but also it's very hard to ignore your family at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And you said those kids activities are in the morning, too. So, yeah, like, you're going to miss some of the games because of the time thing. Yeah. So it's like because I like that the like the late games, because I feel like I we watch pretty much 
most of if there's a Sunday night football game on or if there's a late college football game on, which starts at four, starts at five, um, we watch it for the most part. If it's if it's something I feel like watching, we watch it because like that's like during dinner time, the wind down time of the night is over. Like, you know, TV's kind of like, you know, non-existent at that point, like they're getting ready for bed and stuff and uh, taking baths and all this other shit. And like we pretty much watch those because of that time. But the early games, which I really don't watch any West Virginia games because they're always on at noon, always on at noon. Like every game is at noon, which, you know, don't really like the coach. They don't have a quarterback. Not really. Eh, Am I missing anything? I don't know. They play Penn State on the second on national TV, which I'm like, I don't think that's going to be great. So, (laughs) but whatever. I think think you might have a much more interesting coach to watch after like week three, because I think your guy's going to be fired. I mean, I he should have been fired last year, but guess what? You know, West Virginia doesn't have deep pockets. You know who's got a big buyout? Neil Brown. So <laughs> that's what we got. <laughs> that's what we got. We can't even fire the basketball coach, and he's a drunk. So what are we going to do? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to start planning, man. We yes. just got a couple weeks till football season starts. So putting the planning in place. The planning one road trip I'm doing is Notre Dame. Oh, okay. That's Which worth I- it. By the way, just you, it's just me. My wife's uh, mom is flying in to watch the kids so that I can go to Notre Dame. So shout out uh, to my mother-in-law, Jane. Uh, You're the real MVP along with my wife, Katie. Um, Yeah. If you want to go see a game in Notre Dame, man, I got a sleeper sofa in the hotel room. Come on over. Oh, that's enticing. When is it? Uh, October 28th. Okay. I'll stick a pin in that October 28th. Things might be normal. Let's maybe. Go. Yeah, maybe let's go. But yeah, but no, that's uh, but no, that's the thing. You got to plan it. And it's the same thing with road trips, all that stuff. You just got to, you got to plan, mm-hmm. got to figure that out. But yeah. So anybody's having kids, just know your, your life's going to change sports watching wise. So yeah, just, you know, I haven't watched a third period of a penguin game in like two and a half years. <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, I think that is that's where the time difference is. I it's yeah, it's definitely the night. Yeah, it's definitely the night stuff. Cause yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Cause I feel like I watch more hockey now than I did when I was <laughs> reporting when I was covering <laughs> hockey. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, let's get into some of these football docs. A uh, bunch of it's been football documentary Palooza, and there's still some coming out, like uh, Bishop Sycamore. But we can't do that without Dan, and that I think it comes out next. I think it comes out this week, um, and I can't wait to. Uh, I I can't wait. I just I just can't wait because I've heard I've been told I've been told by somebody who saw it that it's even crazier than anything that we read over the past two years. So. I can't wait. Isn't it called I, I, B, BS High or something? Yeah, like it's called BS High. <laughs> and I heard the story is even like it, it's what we know is like the surface and it's not even close. So I can't I can't wait, man. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, All right. So Johnny Football. Uh, Let's start with that one. Uh, uh, Netflix Untold has a series called Untold where they do all this untold sports stories, even though they're told. I don't know. Anyways, it's called Untold. Um, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. What do you think, Chris? Do you did you enjoy this? Did you like this? How'd you feel? Yeah, um, I liked it. I really did like it. I'll tell you this. I think like if you're doing a sports documentary, though, like any sports documentary, it I really think unless it's like hard knocks, 
you're not really doing the sports documentary for like the wide audience that any casual person will just tune in for. Like, I really don't think for the most part, that's what sports documentaries are for. They're for the the psychopaths who are like obsessed with the sport that want to learn even more about it than they already knew. And so the thing that rubbed me the wrong way about the Johnny Manziel untold doc is that like, it was barely over an hour long. It was like an hour and 15 minutes long. And like, he was, he was college football for two years on the field and off the field. And like, I feel like they just blew through it so quickly. His, his career, his pro career in Cleveland was like 10 minutes. And then they were done talking about it. Like I, this, this could have been a four or five part series. You could have done like, like a full hour on just his first year where he won the Heisman a full hour on his next year where he got in all kinds of trouble, a full hour on his pro career and a full hour on life after his pro career. Cause that got zipped by too. Uh, <laughs> it just, it wasn't long enough. It, it, it was not long enough. Uh, you know, here's, here's what I thought. And that's funny. You bring that up with the parts, right? Like I wish that it was like that because I wish I could have skipped the first part mm. because I just felt like, you remember we talked about the Anwan documentary and they talked about the dudes who made the shoes for like, it felt like 45 minutes of the hour. Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah. That's how I felt watching this. Cause I'm like, I, I kind of bitch at documentary sometimes because they don't let you know how big somebody was. Right. So I respect it, but also like, I feel like with this untold series, you are a sports fan. It is a sports documentary. You go to it for sports stories. So you already know how good he was. I was way more interested in learning about the inside stuff with Johnny Manziel because he's such a, like, how did this kid that seemingly had everything going for him just, like, go completely wrong? And Mm -hmm. I felt like they didn't. And I just felt like they spent a lot of time showing us how good he was at football and how, you know, he didn't study any plays. And I'm like, no, but I feel like he's more complicated than that. And it just felt, ah, I don't know. It was like, you have Johnny Manziel here. Like, why aren't we talking more about why why he was like that is what I felt like. You know what I mean? Why didn't you study any plays? Why didn't you give a fuck? Like, I, I just, I, I wanted to know those things, you yeah. know? Yeah. I think it would have been interesting to hear more about like the off field stuff too, where it's like the one part his friend was describing, like, I think that first meeting they had about autographs where a guy was like, I'll give you $3,000 to sign. And he was like blown away by it. And then like at the end of it, some other dude came by and was like, you're getting ripped off. Like I got 30 grand for you. Let's cut like come downstairs. And like, they did that too. And you know, there had to be, like hundreds of those meetings that were probably super interesting. And like, maybe some of them were shady and like, they, you know, like I feel like there were more stories like that to tell too. Cause like, yeah, like you said, we saw him play football. We knew how good he was at football and it was still cool to see that. But like, to me, the, the off field stuff that happened throughout the whole thing is like, we knew some of it, but like you only knew the details that got out into the press and like there probably 90% of the details no one has ever heard. So like, let's get into that more. 
Yeah, and that's what because I, I was like, I didn't need the breakdown of the Alabama game. I think that was frustrating. That frustrated me a lot. Like, if I there's didn't, anything I was, people know about him, it's that game. It's that game. I was yeah. like, that's when he became a superstar. But I, like, I didn't need that. The breakdown of that game. Like, I thought, um, Cliff Kingsbury gotta say a lot more candid than I thought he'd be because I, I didn't make me like Cliff Kingsbury by him saying he came in the he came to practice. He came to the game hungover, and I was like, better play your ass off. I'm like. I guess that's college football in a nutshell. It's just really fucked up. And we I just guess. all accept it. Because I could not believe that somebody who assumingly will coach again at some point, Cliff Kingsbury, is uh, is just saying that. Like, oh, yeah. All right. I'm like, that sounds like somebody I'm going to let coach my children. Great. <laughs> I just thought it was I just thought it was candid. And I mean, that's the reason why you want from something from a documentary like that. So it's good. But it also is just like, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's a... the stuff that I thought was in- that's what that's what I thought was interesting. I thought the high school clip when he was like um when he talked about his first high school game and the coach called the same play twice even though they had a penalty. I thought that was cool cuz like I don't know much Johnny Manziel high school footage anybody's seen. Like I yeah. thought that was cool. So it's just the high the college stuff was just like all right, we've seen him. We know he yeah. runs around. He's like Brett Favre. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the high school stuff too. I didn't know that he went to like a very like regimented almost like militaristic football program like i didn't know that at all about him so it's interesting to see that he went from that and then by the time he was over with college football they were like yeah everything that he had from high school was just gone and he was off the rails yeah yeah it's but here's but okay so here's the thing i'm not telling people not to watch it because it you may you'll probably enjoy it I enjoyed it, but also was frustrated by it because don't start the doc out with him smoking a joint and then just not really saying anything about it after that or buzzing through it. Then it was just like, he had an addiction. He had an addiction. He had an addiction. Doc's over. Like, seriously, that's what, that's what we're going to do. Cause I'm like, I guess my thing was like, there's no redeeming qualities for this guy. It's like, I don't know. Like, if he I don't know. I guess the point wasn't for him to come off like to be likable or anything, but it just didn't make I don't know, just made me feel like he was an entitled rich kid who just like went off the rails and he's and he's fine now because he was an entitled rich kid. That's it. that I noticed that conflict, too, man. I was like, we're trying like by the end of it, they're like trying to talk about how he's turned a page in his life and he's like down to a better path. But it, it, all the B-roll is him partying. Yeah, He's still drinking beers and smoking and shit like pool party at his house or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I do whatever he can do whatever he wants. But like that was a there was a little bit of a disconnect there. Yeah, it was like this thing where it's like, yeah, everything was like NCAA is bad. This is bad. This, you know, it's this thing's fault. He didn't have any, you know, no one was looking out for him at college and all this stuff. And um, and coming from the, you know, the strict high school background or whatever. And then. But then it was just like, wait, this is like some of this is like your this is your fault. Some of this is your fault. Like, and then also just didn't change. And then his sister even said that. It's just like I'm like, I don't know. It was it was complicated, but I guess that's why, you know, you do documentaries. But I just felt like I wanted a little bit more into I really wanted a little bit more into his like pro career, like what you're saying. Like I wanted a little bit more into that. You wanted like, you wanted an explanation on why the Browns did that to you i mean i've got many questions as to why the browns chose him of 
<laughs> I, just, I have lots of questions, <laughs> but Jesus. Oh, God. But yeah, Johnny Football, I, you listen, I don't know how many, how should we do this? Pieces of bacon? Let's say sure. five strips of bacon. Five strips of bacon is a lot of bacon. That's a good amount of bacon. So I'm going to give it, I'll give it two and a half pieces of bacon. So I'm giving okay. it. All right. I'll give it three and a half. I, like okay. I enjoyed, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. I just, I wanted way more. I wanted way yeah. more. Got you. Yeah. I needed, I needed more too. And maybe the series format, we'll see. Okay. So other doc quarterback. This yeah. is a series um, that follows Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins, and uh, I was about to say Johnny Mantel, but definitely not. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Um, Okay, so I'll start with quarterback. I enjoyed quarterback, but I really am excited to see what they do for like season two of quarterback. Because I felt like they were like, we got all this stuff to play with. We don't really know what to do. And then I feel like season two is going to be better. So I I don't know. I liked it. I, and I really like Kirk Cousins, the star of quarterback, shockingly. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking up to see if they have they announced who's on season two of quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of rumors, I guess, based on, I guess, the amount of cameras following Joe Burrow. People were like, I'm pretty sure he's doing season two gotcha. of quarterback, which already started out great for him. Well, not for him, but for us, because he got hurt like the first day of training camp. And yeah. He's going to be out until like week two or three or something like that. So, yeah. And he's in a contract year, like, and he's uh, got a cheap owner. Like, it's Joe Burrow is going to be interesting. Yeah, so. I hope. Yeah, that's a good point. I hope he's in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So I liked quarterback. <clears throat> it was like, it's more of a series for football nerds. Yeah. Right. It's not like a pop culture thing like Johnny Manziel. Um, but that's what I am. I'm a football nerd. And I, uh, like you would assume Patrick Mahomes is the most interesting person because in the first season, like, I mean, he's obviously the best quarterback of the three. He's probably the best quarterback in football and he goes on to win the Super Bowl. But, uh, if you haven't watched it yet, he is not the most, at least to me, he's not the most interesting guy on there. Um, <clears throat> Marcus Mariota, like, tries to be a starter again and then gets benched and then just, like, leaves. He just leaves, which is crazy. And then, like, the, the documentary just stops talking about him. <laughs> yep. So, and then I was watching a preseason game the other day, and now he's in Philadelphia. I don't know. At the end of the, oh, that's right. At the end of the doc, they're like, oh, yeah he's walking along the beach in Hawaii and he's like, I'm going to be in Philly next year. Okay. <laughs> How did all that happen? I don't know. Um, but to me, the most interesting guy was Kirk cousins because like you got to see so much stuff of Kirk cousins, like just being a normal person. Like he's, he's the most normal. He's not like building a mansion with a football field in the backyard. Like Patrick Mahomes is uh, he's like, he just feels like a normal dude like he's the most relatable of all the people i think and i found that to be the most interesting and i saw some people commenting about it saying like kirk cousins is so boring and i was like but he's like a he's just a person he's a person who you can probably actually relate to but he's a starting quarterback in the nfl i thought he was the most interesting by far i just wonder when they realized that marcus Mariota was like oh we picked the wrong guy what a weird pick in the first place i feel like you could have gotten something. I like, I feel like they swung. They really swung for the fences on that. They were like, okay, 
So let's hope because they really did get lucky where it was like Kirk Cousins had like this awesome season, but then it ended in the Kirk Cousins fashion. So everything we've always said about Kirk Cousins happened last season, right? It's like great record, great stats, Pro Bowl out in the first round. No one even thought they'd ever win. Patrick Mahomes won the Super Bowl and they're like Marcus Mariota. Maybe it's going to be a comeback story. Like if he's good, it's going to be a lot of great highlights. It's going to be like a big deal, but it just didn't happen. And like, it just sucked. (laughs) So I just wonder when they realized like, fuck, we really messed this up. Why didn't we follow someone else? Yeah. They showed more stuff about him, like getting ready for their baby being born than they did about him playing football because like the football part, he just, yeah, it was just didn't work out. Yeah. Cause that's one of the reasons why, like I thought a lot about like, what they're going to do in like season two a lot. Cause I'm just like, man, it'd be cool to like, cause there's quarterbacks like Joe Burrow's a good one. Like Justin Fields, like would be solid to follow. Um, But also another thing that would make the show better is if it just weren't called quarterback and it were just, I don't know, called another position. Like if this were called wide receiver, I'd have more fun with the show. Um. Because you needed Kirk Cousins because it was just like Patrick Mahomes life is so dude's worth hundreds of millions of dollars at this point. So it's like his life is so different. And then like, you know, him and his wife are interesting. And I like I I don't know if they're all that likable. Like Patrick Mahomes is not interesting. He is not charismatic. He's not that guy. Like I think people think he might be that guy because they see him on commercials, but he's not. Um, But yeah, you needed Kirk because you just needed him to just be, I don't know, just just himself. Yeah, you know, I don't know, but he's also very rich too. That's the thing. Kurt has so much money. Oh so my god, much money. yeah, dude. Like they would split between his house in Minnesota and then like his lake house on Lake Michigan. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 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 It's like it. It was, but I. But the thing is, I really liked quarterback. I just, I think the first episode threw me off and made me think I was gonna hate the show and end up liking it. Because I just don't need everything that has to do with quarterback to have Peyton Manning a part of it. And I know he's an executive producer on this, but I swear to God, as soon as I hear his voice, I'm like, oh, I don't need Peyton. <laughs> like, I just don't. I don't need Peyton to talk about every quarterback. I just don't. I don't. Well, you know, Peyton loved Kirk Cousins on that show. That's probably oh. why Kirk was on there in the first place, because he's like he's like a mini Peyton Manning in terms of like the nerdiness of football. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. But uh, do you have any ideas of who you want to uh, be in quarterback season two? Um, I think instead of like a Mariota, it would be more interesting to me. Like there are so many young quarterbacks in the league coming up. Like it would be way more interesting. All three of the guys that were on the show, like were established, had families or were like, were starting their families. It would be more interesting to me to see like one, of like a rookie or like a first, second, third year guy, like Jalen Hurts or maybe like a Kenny Pickett because they're, their lifestyles are going to be so different than a Kirk Cousins or like even a Patrick Mahomes who's, you know, has a family building a home and everything like that. Uh, and like the adjustments to being in the league, whereas opposed to like mm-hmm. three guys who have already adjusted to it. Like, I think something like that would be interesting. So you have like a young guy, like an entrenched guy. And then I don't know, then like a Josh Allen. So we can find out how he lives in Buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, it would be cool to get somebody who had no fan, who has like who a single guy. Yeah. Maybe has, you know what I mean? A single guy, maybe has a girlfriend, is not proposing during that season. No, you know, just a normal 23 year old, whatever. Like, I don't know. Um, like Anthony Richardson of the Colts, 
is the guy that everyone was talking about. Like he's just got all the tools of, you know, he's the most athletic person that's ever played quarterback and all this stuff. Um, I would love to see him on there. Like dude, that would be a good one. I've heard all these stories about him, like off the field too. Like he's just like a, like all around, like an amazing person. Like, yeah, I read some story about him. Like he helped the caterers clean up on draft night because like the other draft picks like left a big mess. And he was like, you guys don't shouldn't have to clean this up. So he like stayed and cleaned up and they were like, will you please go home? (laughs) So I think that type of stuff would be interesting off the field. Yeah. And also like he changed his, he changed his number in football because he wore number 15 and he just always did. And then people started calling him AR 15 and he was like, Nope, Nope. Changing the number. Oh, wow. I didn't. And I was like, wow, it's, it's like crazy for a young person to think that was like, you know, to think of doing that. But he was like, Nope, not doing it. Nope, 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 Nope. (laughs) Not AR 15, not me. Um, And I found that to be fascinating about him too. It's like, there's a bunch of stories about him. So I'm like, um, and also people just think he's going to be so great on the field or whatever, if he puts it all together. So I think, I think that would be cool too. And yeah, it's, I just, yeah, I don't need all the families. I think we just need, we need single quarterback this, this next season. I don't need all the families. I want a different perspective. Like, you know, like, I don't yeah. know what Jalen hurts marital status is and all that shit, but I'm sure that guy had a hell of an off season. <laughs> if he's not. So. Yeah. Like a quarterback that lives in a condo. Not like multiple houses. There you go. Yeah. You know, honestly, I know Kenny Pickett's like married or engaged or something like that, right? He just got married. Yeah. He just got married. I think he would be interesting to follow. Just, you know, and maybe just, and I hate, everything doesn't have to always be Steelers, Cowboys, like whatever. I get it. But like, I don't know. Being the Steelers quarterback is kind of a big deal. And yeah. And he's, and we don't know if he, because for all we know, he may, you know, he may be crappy this season, but he also might be great. Who knows? Oh, talk about great quarterbacks in the future. Let's yeah. go. My daughter wanted to join us for the last part of the podcast here. Not mad at it. Can you say hi? Hi. She's hi. Well, how many uh, strips of bacon, Olivia, do you give quarterback on Netflix? How many strips of bacon? One, two, three, four, or five? One, two, and five. One, two. She gives it seven. She gives it seven. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I give it four. I really liked quarterback, so I was a big fan of the show. Yeah, I give it four, too. I think that sounds right. Yeah, four strips of bacon. All right. Um, <laughs> you want to go, go check on Mama? I'm going to do one more thing, and then uh, I'll come out and play with you, okay? Or do you want to sit here? All right, you can sit here while we do yeah, music. You can sit there. That's fine. All right. Well, let's uh, wait. First, chiropractor, real quick. Chris, oh, yeah. how was your first experience? First experiences with the chiropractor, sir? Yeah, well, I've been there twice. Uh, yeah. I went there for the first one, and then they were like, you need to come back again. So I came back again. Yep. It was good. Like, I feel like it helped. Um, I, yeah, I, it wasn't like, like, didn't change my life. Like, I didn't have it happen, and then, like, all my pain went away. But I feel like just for somebody that loads his spine with a lot of weight when I lift, like, it's probably a good thing to do. It's very good to do. And the yeah, it's very good to do, my friend. Yeah. And it doesn't just do it over. It's like it's a series of times and going yeah. in to check it out. It's great. <laughs> do you think it was a good idea, Olivia? Yeah. Yeah, she thinks so. Yes. It's good for the family chiropractor. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into music. Uh, Chris, uh, what are you listening to, man? I'm woefully underprepared for music this week. So I'm just going to throw a few out there that I want to listen to, but I haven't. Okay. 
right. Um, Magnolia Park put out two EPs over the past week. One is called Moon Eater and one is okay. called Soul Eater. Ooh, okay. And there's a lot of songs. There's like seven or eight songs on each of them. So I'm excited to listen to both and find out if I like them. But I've liked basically everything Magnolia Park has put out. Uh, so, yeah, start with those. Beautiful. All right. Well, uh, I have a theme this week because Usher put out a new song and it's great. It's <laughs> called Boyfriend and it's awesome. It's so good. And Usher just it's just great. But Boyfriend is the first song I put on my playlist. I like it. You, you, you have to put Usher on the playlist if he ever releases anything. I think I, we do. I feel like I think he's gonna play the Super Bowl, and then um, it's going to be the ultimate battle of me realizing that I'm no longer. I'm just. I'm not. I'm. I'm in this. I'm in the the people who are like, yep, this is a real artist playing the Super Bowl because he's gonna play this. I think he's gonna play the Super Bowl this year. I think it's gonna happen. All right. I, I heard people happen. wanted Taylor Swift, and then they found out she's gonna be in like Tokyo or something. So. Yeah, people. She also apparently she won't play the Super Bowl because last year is like she won't play the Super Bowl until she's like re-recorded all of her music, and she can profit off of it, something that like that. Sense. But who knows? You screaming? Oh. Don't worry, we're ah. almost done. Uh, number two for me is a, a pop punk band named Bearings. Okay. <laughs> they they put out a new album called "The Best Part About Being Human," which I'm excited to listen to. Okay, best. Part Are you about excited being to listen human. to it, Olivia? Yes. No, she's not excited. No, she gives that excited. zero strips of bacon. <laughs> All right. Well, since Usher put out a song that I think is going to be uh, I, that's just great in 2023. Let's go back to 2015. Usher, I don't mind featuring Juicy J putting that on the playlist. I love that. Let's go <laughs> going back. Um. All right. My last one is from. You just. What do you want to listen to this week? You know what? I'm going to make a pivot here because Olivia yesterday okay. was listening to Jingle Bells by Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so that's my third one. We're going to put it on the playlist this week. I don't care whether people like it or not. Do you want to listen to Jingle Bells? You want to go listen to Jingle Bells? All right. We're going to go listen to Jingle Bells after the podcast. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, My last one. Usher 2001. You don't have to call. We're just going all the decades. Of I did Usher. not expect an, an Usher flashback today. I, I just, I felt it. I felt it. I was listen. I was listening to the Usher playlist on Spotify and the Usher playlist on Apple Music this week. I was just, just in it. Like I'm telling you, you want to listen to some good jams? Just say play Usher, Siri, and oh man, just have some fun. It's great. It's great. That makes sense to me. Yes. It is great. So all you want to do that. And uh, that's what we're listening to this week on The Brunch Breakdown. Olivia, any final thoughts? <laughs> and that's The Brunch Breakdown. We're out.